Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic interview with a lady who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, very recently, but in fact, I've been in touch with for quite a few years now. And as you all know, this is the podcast for neuro language coaching and what is language coaching. And I'm Rachel Painting, and really, really pleased to introduce. Louise Goodman. Louise, good morning. Ciao, Rachel. I know you are very good in Italian. Huh? You are a very good Italian speaker. Uh, so, first of all, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share with you and the audience some thoughts about what is the future of language coaching. I'm honored. I would say yes. we are a part of the global language industry. Fantastic. Fantastic, Louise. And I'm really curious because I know you have some very interesting background that maybe will help also to shape and understand this question, what is language coaching? So, Louise, can you tell the listeners a little bit about you and your background and experience? Sure. Actually, three things uh, and learnings from my background that I think are relevant uh, to uh, our discussion. Uh, first one, I have an international upbringing, a family, culture, and location. Uh, thanks to that, uh, Rachel, I understood uh, very early in my life uh, the importance of uh, English as uh, a lingua franca. Right. And by the way, I just saw that the Delta uh, publisher has published a new book uh, that is called uh, From ESL to ELF. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Interesting, <laughs> so are, yes. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And I was brought up by an English mother, a German father in Italy, where I started my education. Mm -hmm. And a few years later, uh, my father moved to Switzerland and married to a second wife from Austria. Wow. And I moved to the, U yeah, to the U.S. and completed my education there with a master's degree in applied maths. Fantastic. And then I spent many years abroad. I learned, so then I learned the importance of this lingua franca the hard way. Because yes. at that time, I'm talking about the early 80s, no one had a clue of what the lingua franca is. And later on, through completing the CELTA, the CERT-IVET, and the DELTA, I finally got a solid theoretical foundation and all its implications for our profession. Right, right. Okay, so this is the first thing. The second thing, I have an industry and consulting experience. As you said, I have a bit of a different experience. And this gave me the opportunity to understand some of the key principles of marketing. For example, the importance of market trends, segmentation, and positioning. Right. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I work in services, uh, ICT, telecom and media, and mostly I focused on business development, marketing, and sales. And finally, I have always had a personal attitude to be a communicator. Right. I, I frequently help others to uh, communicate in English. 
both, I would say, both during my professional uh, life and more recently, as an English, I come as a TTC, teacher, trainer, coach. Right. And for example, when I used to work uh, for Hewlett Packard in Milano several years ago, I remember helping my colleagues who were so stressed when they had to communicate in English. Yep. From like simple emails to more, you know, complex things like presentations and negotiation and so on. And so I understood the importance of the KISS principle. Mm-hmm. Keep it short, simple and structured. Right. At the basics, I would say, of business communication. So, and helping out my colleagues and now my clients, I uh, to, to, uh, to become more self-confident in in um, communicating in business in uh, in a effortless and simple way. I I naturally became a business communication in English as a English banker expert. Wow. Wow, um, honestly, Louise, what what a wealth of experience! And I know um, I didn't realize that you you had um, you know the the multicultural family aspect as well. So you've grown up with that, plus that wonderful marketing um, industry experience as well, and plus all that sort of experience, as you say, as a communicator and developing what is communication and, and in the languages. Uh, that's so important to to really keep the client calm. So in all these years that you've been working with the languages, how do Mm -hmm. you think the industry has changed? Okay. (laughs) Mm. So in my humble opinion, some trends are having a major impact on the language industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, the simple, uh, for example, the simple observation that we all now refer to our profession as an industry. Yep. And it's already this a big change indeed. Eh? And so I believe that we should maybe be aware of six major trends. Eh? Okay. The first one is uh, um, globalization and hyper, um, hyperconnectivity, yes. which implies uh, an increase need for a common language, the so-called lingua franca, and the fading distinction maybe between native versus non-native speakers. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is the first one. And the second one is corporations, old and new ventures, are having a new approach to managing size, complexity, and responsibility. And this implies pressure on management, and key operational roles uh, maybe to achieve results quickly, right? Requiring 24-7 responses and effective communication with all cultures. Right. Okay. Yeah. Further one, I think there's a big shift from student to client-driven by individual needs and choices based on publicly available information. Our clients, they... Uh, search on the web, uh, they are influenced by okay? So the client is in the driving seat. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. then fourth one, the language industry is still unregulated yeah. and serves uh, a market which consists of clients who are mostly uneducated and uh, undiscerning. 
And this implies, I think, that there is an ample room for over-promising and or under-delivering. And therefore, the, our of the TTC definitions are still very unclear to the client, yep. maybe leaving more room for personal branding. Right. Okay? Yeah. Number five, <laughs> the fact that the client is uneducated makes it also very challenging I, for us uh, as professionals uh, who are in the process of, we are all in the process of innovating the portfolio of the language industry services. So this is a huge, I think it's a huge marketing effort. And this is a key stage in all new developing markets. Yes. Okay, this brings me back to my uh, corporate experience. And number six, uh, uh, the role of technology, of course, uh, impacting all segments from, I would say, general English to bespoke services. Uh. Right, yes. Well, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm really, really connecting in with what you're saying because all of those six points, it really is true how much the industry has changed due to all of those six points. So we come to this real question now. Yes. What is language coaching for you? Right. <laughs> so um, language coaching, this is my opinion today, follows the trends of the professional services industry in general. Okay? Yes. So what do I mean by this? Clients, uh, our clients, uh, corporations or individuals, uh, are looking for bespoke solutions. Addressing the following, I would say, first of all, personal motivation. Mm -hmm. Secondly, self-confidence. Thirdly, total flexibility. Yeah. And lastly, on the job training. This is also based on a research done by uh, LinkedIn uh, and, 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 and my own experience and uh, and of course, with the goal uh, of achieving, uh, our clients have the goal of achieving quick and measurable results. Right. So the clients are so focused, right, on reaching their goals uh, to grow professionally that I think that the distinction between the role of teacher, trainer, coach, uh, and whatever is increasingly blurring. Yes. And at the same time... Uh, competence in whatever we are delivering and the ability to build long-lasting and value creation relationships right with our clients are key to be successful yes. in our industry totally agree right? with you so rachel in this scenario neuro language coaching i think is a very good example of bringing i think a major contribution in addressing motivation, self-confidence, right, and other hurdles, and I think helping the client achieve tangible results in a shorter time frame. Well, thank you, Louise. Um, and, <laughs> you, and, yeah, no, it's absolutely, and, and you know, you're right, there is a blurring 
in the market. And this is, you know, the, the reason that we're doing this podcast to bring some clarity, not only to us in the profession, but also to our clients and to the market to help mm -hmm. them to discern a little bit yeah. the, the people really with that experience. And I mean, you have some amazing um, coaching experience as well, which you are bringing and discerning from maybe trainers who don't have that. And I think that's very important for clients to understand. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's uh, also a big um, effort from our side to educate the market. Right. And this is true when you have to develop a new market. This has always been true. You, ha you spend you know, quite a while educating the market. I think we are in this phase in Absolutely. our profession. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, and it's a joy to actually, you know, take part in this mammoth change and, and bringing, I would say, language into, firstly, into the, the, the lights, the limelight a little bit more, because we know, as you say, we have a globalized world, we have instant communication, so we need languages. And then Absolutely, secondly, yeah. to really shape language into being, uh, you know, I keep saying this, Louise, and I think you'll agree with me, there are so many frustrated learners out there who are, they've been in the washing machine, they keep going in the washing machine year in, year out, they go to the, the language school, they get in the cycle, they get tossed around in the washing machine, they come out at the end of the year and they're back in again at the same cycle the next year. Yeah, right, absolutely, yeah, and I think... Uh, maybe in helping them understand uh, that uh, uh, the uh, working context uh, gives them the huge opportunity of learning. Yes, absolutely. Okay, But they need to be trained on how to do it. Right, right. And we are entering into this phase, into this wonderful phase of let's learn how to learn. Absolutely. absolutely. Each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So how do you see the future? of the language industry? <laughs> well, this is a tough one, uh, Rachel. Eh? <laughs> so I give you uh, my point of view. So the language industry landscape for business English communication, okay, will be shaped by two divergent trends, I think, in the next decade. Mm -hmm. So first of all, standardization of language teaching approaches and increasing use of artificial intelligence. Right. By starting from general English and transactional lingua franca. So I mean, for example, order processing, claims management, supply chain management, call centers operations, okay? Yes. That is transactional. And then, on the other hand, customization bespoke services to address business communication needs of executives and key professionals leading to the need for professional service providers as I said to cover the whole spectrum of TCC portfolio of required skills and actually I gave um, a webinar presentation on this the, con the idea of the connectedness of knowledge right right okay and so in my opinion those two trends are likely to result in an increasing cross-segment competition <laughs> and increasing efforts by professional service providers, right, to uniquely position themselves. So I'm speaking about uh, personal branding, right? Yes. And so this is back 
to a very old marketing say that we used to use a lot, uh, uh, like used to when I worked for Hewlett Packard, for example, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. Right, right. Wow. Just uh, winding back a little bit, how can people see that yeah. webinar, Louise? I haven't understood the question. Um, you mentioned that there was a webinar that you've recently done. Yes. Um, yeah, on the basic website. Right. Fantastic. And, yeah. So people can still because, uh, on connect. On July 1st. I gave the webinar on July 1st. Right. And can people still connect into that webinar? I think they have to be basic members. Okay, okay. So a little note to all our listeners, if you wanted to listen to Louise's webinar, do become a member of BSIC, uh, which is the Business English uh, Group, very, very competent group with uh, the whole development of, of Business English. And there you can find that amazing webinar uh, from Louise. And Louise, definitely um, hoping to hear much more from you. I know that you're very, very active um, in, in Italy, and I think out of Italy as well. Is that right? Yes, because, well, I work in Italy. I also work via Skype. So I have some international clients. But I also, um, um, how you say, um, do a lot of um, professional development. And this is mainly abroad, right. I say. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, my network is international. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I'm so grateful to you today because, you know, this this angle from the marketing side, I think it's something that, you know, teachers, trainers and coaches, we're not really marketeers. And to hear that from you is is fantastic because it gives us a little bit of food for thought. And I do agree with everything that you've said. It's really the honest panorama of where we are today. So, Louise, ti ringrazio tanto, tanto, tanto. <laughs> and I really, yes, I really hope, you know, that our paths will cross soon and that we meet somewhere on the, on the earth. Uh, last time yeah, it was right. in Romania. Yes. Who knows? Right. Who knows? You never know. Right. Yes. Okay. And thank you for the opportunity because it's an extremely interesting topic, really. Congratulations for selecting this topic. Well, thank you. I think, you know, where we were in Romania, you know, at the conference, the BSIC conference, we, we also experienced that sort of dilemma from trainers and educators there who, who have mm-hmm. this dilemma of what is language coaching, Absolutely. And, and, and Rachel, uh, one last thing. I never thought, really, I would need to use so much my marketing background in, in, language, um, in the language industry, I must say. Right, right. <laughs> so we, we have all the dynamics yes. of any kind of service uh, industry sector. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Luis, just as a, a, a little bit of a final comment, I think, you know, in some ways, we're blasting through what has maybe been a, a 50-year uh, language learning approach. Okay, we've yeah. had different methods and different types, but really the, the, the kind of way of delivery has been the same. And now we're in that stage where we're really blasting through this because we're, we want people to be learning faster and more efficiently, and we want to get those results. Absolutely, and they don't have to suffer so much. Right. They think that 
<laughs> yes, becoming uh, experts in, uh, or I mean, um, improving uh, their uh, English, business English communication in suffering, studying, all this kind of stuff, okay? Yes. And it's a, I mean, it's a real challenge, but as you say, it's also very exciting to maybe, you know, make them understand that it's really not that way. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, it should be kept very simple, okay? Yes. And uh, I think the principles of communication are more, get more important than the ones of just English, okay? Yes, yes, I totally agree. And for, for every language, not only English. Yes. 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 Wow. Everything is simplified, yeah. Okay. Yes, so thank you, Louise, and thank you to the listeners today. And do join me next week for some more amazing interviews with other professionals um, like Louise in this language world. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.